Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <coughs> I mean, it was like the laziest 3 a.m. thumbnail of my life. <coughs> oh, I just helped feed Fox. I was about to go to bed and I was like, my eyes like pinged open. I was like, fuck, I haven't set the stream up. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not the end of the It could be set up like sort of ad hoc. But yeah, uh, I guess it's good to do it in advance, I guess. Well, it's just otherwise I'll end, I'll end up having to do the thumbnail on the spot. That, that's the only thing that takes time, really. You know, like set, like typing everything else I've got on default and the, the title takes seconds, but the thumbnail is the only thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what'd you just take? <clears throat> Drugs. Popping pennies. He just feels just like a rock star. <laughs> That's right. I've got, to, I've got to do it for the big show, you know? It's how I get hyped. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I respect it. I respect the effort. You just dropping like ecstasy to, yeah. to get through the show. <sighs> All right. What the fuck else am I supposed to do? It's true. You're definitely not entertaining by default, so. Yeah, I need something. I need some sort of stimulant to make it work. That you do. Uh, cool, man. We are live, by the way. So yeah, how's it? How's it going? You good? Are we really? Is that working? Beth just messaged me saying no sound. Is that real? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. Everything seems to be coming through on my end. Okay, I can see all the audio levels bouncing. So. Um, okay, I'm just. But I don't know. Just looking at myself. I'll have a look. Oh my goodness! Yes, I'm great. Sorry, old no. sound. You're a liar. You're a liar, Beth. Your TV's not working. <laughs> no, it's no sound. It's weird. My TV has an icon with like a speaker and a line going through it. Yeah. What that <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Love you, Beth. Uh, just taking a piss. It's very cold, Tim. It's, it's very cold. Tell me about <clears throat> it, dude. Like it's <clears throat> fucking freezing. Um, and like Tilly's place. Um. She doesn't want to turn on the heating, obviously, because bills, am I right? And um, yeah. she's only got single glazing, like single pane windows. So, like, just... Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, oh no! It's so fucking... Jesus. It's so cold, dude. Um, That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, like, heated blankets and more blankets, sort of, cold. Otherwise, you actually die. Like, I, I almost... I saw frostbite on my feet when I was coming out of the shower today. <laughs> it's horrendous yeah yeah Unf unfortunately that option kind of dissipates when you have a newborn <laughs> but so we have to use the eating regardless oh uh, yeah yeah keep them it's, at temperature yeah it's rough but i i have a handy tip a handy tip everyone if you're out if you're out here if you're like us and you're struggling with your bills you're struggling with your cold frostbitten feet um leave your oven open after you cook that's it that's what i've got 
Or just don't use your oven. That's a use an air fryer. It's apparently half the price of an oven. In terms, I'm of... not jumping on this fucking air fryer train. I'm not doing it. Well, pe- people are only jumping on it because it literally is like half the cost of an oven to run. So people just air fry everything to save loads of money because an oven takes a freaking small eternity. A small eternity? Uh, it takes a lot of power. Hello. You good? There is audio. I can hear audio when I'm che- when checking it on <laughs> online. <laughs> I, I'm checking it. I'm checking my stream and I can hear us both fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can tell there's none on your TV. <laughs> Did she just. Well, okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's working fine. All right. Then. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could double check. I can get Tilly to, to, to triple check this for us. Where's Joaquin, man? Where's Joaquin when you need him? Yeah, Joaquin. <laughs> Where's Where the hell are you? Honorary technical assistant. Yeah. <laughs> let me um. Let me just post to Twitter. There he is. Yes. You summon him and he will come. Oh my god, Let's that's go. so weird. Actually, be actually be Dude. Yeah, we were literally okay. just being like, "Where are you, Aki?" That's crazy. Have we got? Have we got audio? <laughs> we get mixed reports that our audio is not working. I think yeah, it is. Come on, but... man. And if we Don't are getting audio, what kind of level? <laughs> Give me percentages. <laughs> kidding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we are. There are audio. Beth's just either got a broken TV or a broken brain. <laughs> She's got oh, yeah, a baby it's, brain I mean, uh, or yes, a broken TV. It's perfectly feasible yeah. <laughs> when you've got a newborn that's three and a half weeks old. Oh, no, hang on. Three weeks old. How old is he? It uh, doesn't matter. It's been busy. It was like late... Wait, <laughs> did he? Three weeks. Was yeah, he? Weeks. Yeah, he was like sort of late November. No, was he... Did he break into December? Was he born in December? No, no, he was... No, he was um, 20th. 2011-22. Yeah, 20th. 2011 22. So the 20th of November. He's much older than three weeks then. That's almost a month, Deck. It's the 18th. Is today Sunday? Is he a month old today? No, no, almost. Almost. He's not quite. I don't think. (laughs) Four weeks, not a month. Four weeks, though. Yeah. Man, you are tired. Because I really really wanted him to be born on the 22nd. Um, Because he would have had twenty, he would have had twenty two, eleven, twenty two, and that's some like Elder Scrolls, like release date shit. Imagine if you'd been a palindrome. Oh, twenty two, eleven, twenty two would release really Man, and man. he came out yeah. blue like an alien. <laughs> Is that because that's why aliens look like? You've just got Avatar on the brain, haven't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched that actually. I watched Avatar. How was that? Well, why don't you drink less in, and we can start with that. Okay, all right. Let's do and that. I'll do the quick thing. Hi everyone, welcome to Kukazoom episode 81. Um, this is my name's Deck, that, that name's Tim, and we're talking about um, video games and stuff. <laughs> okay, we talk about Avatar for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I'll just carry on talking with the jingle. Hopefully I, uh, mm-hmm. I go over the volumes a bit. Yeah, just um, speak up a bit. Yeah, yeah I watched Avatar. Um, mm, yeah. Which was... Okay. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Great. <laughs> it was long. It was one of those movies yes. where, although it was good, I noticed the length while I was watching it, and so did Tilly as well. Literally, I was literally... There were certain points where I was like, 
this has gone on too long. Like, this is beautiful. It's nice CGI. I get it. But I don't need to watch this for 25 minutes. Like, this really slow, like, scene and stuff like that. It's just like, I just didn't need that. Like, I could do it for 5, 10, but I didn't need to do it for 25 minutes. Um, and yeah, there was just... It was just a bit too long, I think, is my, my only um, criticism. Um, some of the CGI looks a bit weird. Um, and really? I think and I think that's because I think some of the shots were really made with 3D in mind. And when you don't watch it in 3D, like, you notice it. Oh, it's still doing 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's oh. still doing its 3D stuff. Yeah, that's the best, that's the best thing to watch it in is 3D, you know, because they've got all this new revolutionary tech that's better than all other 3d movies or whatever um wow and it and yeah there were certain points where i was like i was watching it and i was like this this is like a really this is like a really th- 3d shot here like i could tell by the way this is layered and like yeah. and i'm just like it, this looks kind of weird <laughs> not in 3d <laughs> like, <laughs> i feel like they're trying to force something on my eyes here but it's not um yeah, I definitely had a few of those moments. Um, but overall, that, that was a problem was that a lot of films in that era had, though, wasn't it? Like, to, like the the noughties and the early two yeah. thousands. Yeah, a lot of them were like three D. We've got to have the knife flying at the camera. Yeah, you know yeah exactly. I mean? Yeah, and like the glass smashing all over you, that sort of thing. Um, no, it yeah. wasn't quite as offensive as that, but I could definitely tell by just the way it was set up. A few of them, like, I, I think that movie. I, I probably could have bumped it up another whole point, maybe more, if I watched it in 3D. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad experience if you don't watch it in 3D, but I do think you're just getting the full experience if you do. Um, so yeah, I'd probably give it like a 7, and I'd probably bump it up to like an 8, maybe, if I if I watched it in 3D, probably. Um, but it's hard to say. Uh, but yeah, I, it was pretty good, just some pacing issues, I think. Um, yeah. That's actually kind of an interesting like line of thought, though. I kind of want to pull that thread <laughs> on the on the 3D trend, firstly, um, and secondly, on the long length of movies, because I think there's a there's a good analogy and a good conversation to have about games there somewhere. But on the 3D trend thing, like wow, that's um, I can't I couldn't even tell you the last time I watched a 3D movie. Um, like I literally yeah. can tell you. I think mine was Avatar. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I have watched one since then that was in 3D. So you're still wearing like stupid glasses with one red and one blue. No, no, no. I don't think blue. it's one red, one blue. I think they're just like standard black rim glasses now. Um, they look kind of normal-esque. But like I said, we didn't watch it in 3D, so I don't know. Um, but last time we watched something in 3D, it, it wasn't the blue. Oh, you red. didn't? No, no, no. We didn't watch it in 3D. Uh I miss that. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying some of the shots look kind of weird. Like I thought this was made for 3D, and I said I'd probably bump it up a point if maybe I did watch it in that. But um, but yeah, yeah, no. Because it it always ends up becoming just such a novel thing, doesn't it? I don't know. Like because a part of me is like that's crazy tech. Like imagine if you're the person to figure out that you could watch 3D in front of a cinema. And you're like this is going to change entertainment forever. Yeah. Like all you have to do is get your audience to wear glasses and then like one film and everyone's like that was that was a fucking waste of my that was lame. I've got yeah. a headache. I'm dizzy. My they were like I've got paper cuts behind my ears. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah, it's definitely kind of rough. Um 
And yeah, that that's one thing where I was saying like I I might bump up a point if I watched it in 3D, but I also think like equally that long a movie wearing glasses and watching in 3D, I think my head would come out like porridge afterwards. Like I genuinely <laughs> think like there's only so much strain my eyes can take. Um so yeah. Mm. That would be quite interesting. I feel you. Probably come out with a headache. Yeah, I feel you. And it's like because it, it brings me back to like the 3DS because I mean like because even at the time you know there were like 3D home TVs being sold weren't there like and you could like get your glasses yeah. and the pictures was like the family or like everyone was wearing the glasses watching the TV at home but like, I don't really know how that would work for films that weren't really designed for it you know mm. um, but like because the only game I can really think of on the 3DS that like re- that actually took advantage of that and I like, leveraged it was the 3D Super 3D Mario World you know the one yeah um yeah yeah i do yeah and the reason that that works is because a lot of the platforming a lot of the angles that the game would give you it was advantageous to have more of a depth perception mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you could see when you were coming down onto a platform and things like that then, you know, that worked so that game was really good mm-hmm. um i think that might be one of the few mario games i've like played through completion um yeah. but it's just it's crazy that that tech is like because we've kind of just now Skip jumped. Skip jumped. Jump roped. Jump pig. Frog. Skipped is fine. Piggy. Frog. Leap frogged. Leap frogged. Leap leap frogged over that and into VR. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just think that's funny because you just like, instead of having a middleman that makes something come out the screen it's like just wrap the screen around your head <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we just jump yeah just just import it straight into their brain yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like, such a waste of time yeah. all this just viewing it it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah just put him in the world consume um consume but yeah yeah so uh yeah overall it was decent i'm not i'm not disappointed with it um i don't I don't know if it was worth the wait. <laughs> a 13 year wait. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. But very, very pretty. Um, very cinematic. Very nice. Um, and yeah, it was very... The animation is like really smooth. Like everything flows like you're playing like a 120 FPS game. You know, like mm. it's like really smooth. Um, to, to To the point where that's almost a little bit jarring until you get used to it. Because it just kind of looks really like like too smooth sometimes, yeah. Um, and then and then you get used to it, but yeah, um, but yeah, the voice acting was well, great, most... and all like the, the tech behind good. the facial animations was great and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it was really good. Well, most films output are like thirty anyway, don't they? So yeah, I can imagine that would be a bit weird. Um, like films don't really output a 60 because yeah. for the same reason it's a bit jarring <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's it, cinematic it, yeah oh. if you go and watch it you'll you'll know what i mean it's like playing like a, a really it's like playing like gunfire reborn but like, the entire movie it's like really smooth <laughs> yeah. like too smooth yeah i feel yeah. you um, and then, yeah, the second half, yeah, like length of movies, right? Um, again, something around that era, filmmakers were like obsessed with like three hour long movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a thing, I, you know, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, actually, but they, it was it was a thing. 
um or like two and a half three and, a half. And, and like it brings me back to this idea of like pacing with like you know can you have something go on forever but if it's you know engaging enough mm. it's not a problem or is there like an inherent length where attention just starts to drop off and yeah you can mitigate that with a good story and and everything else or, or you know what like what do you because we've had this conversation about games before and i think it's just quite interesting parallel with with movies like do you what do you think do you think that there is an inherent length your attention just drops off or do you think that a lot it's just that a lot of movie like media struggles to keep it together for that length of time whether it's a three-hour movie or 60-hour game i think it's a little bit of both um i do think media do struggle to pace movies that long um and it it does you do notice it it's not often um a movie can be like two and a half, three hours plus, and it flies by like the snap of your fingers, and you don't notice the length of it. I'd say the only ones that do that for me are probably the Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, because I feel like those are just very well paced. Like I could watch that movie and just be like, I didn't feel like that was a three-hour movie, but it was. You know, like they're just they're just good. I don't know if that's nostalgia carrying it or something, but I've always just felt that way. Um, yeah but i do also think there is just a certain length you do just start to get fed up i mean you're just sitting there you're not doing anything interactive you're not like mashing buttons or anything like that there's just there's only so long you can do that for before your your body's just like oh i'm just sick of this like and I, <laughs> I, your body gives out yeah and i think that is like the three hour mark like i think even if a movie is like really good i think when it passes three hours i'm like credits just please roll like i'm <laughs> yeah. d- i'm done here um so yeah i i think it's a mixture of both but um like i said lord of the rings movies really long i don't feel like they had pacing issues in my eyes um i felt like the most recent black panther movie didn't really have any pacing issues even though that was almost three hours like i genu- i watched that movie mm-hmm. and i didn't really feel at any point where i was like this is long like this is being dragged out um well i genuinely thought that while watching avatar that thought actually crossed my mind in a couple scenes i was like this movie's really long i was like this this scene's gone on too long um so yeah i i I think it's how it's approached and done and then i do think there is just a cap that you just need to like do just make it like just under three hours if possible yeah yeah, it's kind of interesting because it, it becomes this whole thing of like, because, you know, there's there's a lot, there's like good evidence, there's a lot of studies on like attention spans and, you know, how long our, our attention can last when we're interested in something. Um, and that fluctuates, but it's not three, you know, it's far less than three hours. <clears throat> I think the last time I checked, you know, like hardcore, like we call it top down attention, like goal orientated, like um, attention is it was about 40 minutes. It's not long at all because there was this whole thing in like the early like the early noughties about um like homework and revision and how students should be revising rather than cramming and you know it's still it's still relevant but yeah nonetheless like you know i think that changes when you're talking about media and um uh and, and something someone has interest in but yeah it becomes this whole dilemma of like well art is art right <laughs> you know and, and and we shouldn't necessarily be making something which is like hyper engaging for art i know that's a bit stupid but you know Mm -hmm. simply because a lot of companies use engagement as kpis but you know that's not always what it's about like pictures don't have engagement you know what i mean paintings it's true really yeah they don't let you you don't just go to an art gallery and when you start looking at a painting someone just like hits a stopwatch (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Wow, that guy looked at that <laughs> painting for ten minutes. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I come away. I come away from it. I'm like, Do you know what? That 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 painting was too long. That went on yeah. for two. That hell, that was yeah. too engaging. Yeah, so it's a whole it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about some Vibio games. Should we talk about some Vibio games? Um, why don't you start? Because you've you've got the high on life experience in the pie, and I don't have. I, I wanted to finish off Ragnarok so I could start it before the show today. I I was unsuccessful. Um, so why don't you kick us off with some high on life? Because that is one of our first stories. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So high on life release this week. Um, as I'm sure everyone is aware. Um released a pretty pretty mixed reception um i mean we'll go over that um in a bit but yeah based off my experience of the game i'm i'm enjoying it man i think it's pretty good um i don't think it's like a masterpiece and i'm not like i'm not just like blowing smoke up its ass just because it's like a games pass and a xbox exclusive or anything like that it is xbox exclusive right it's not on playstation it is at the moment, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. exclusive at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a pretty good game, you know. Um, it's it's very lighthearted. It's very it's very funny and silly, as you'd expect, being made for the Squad Studios people behind Rick and Morty. Um, and Squad. I don't feel like that humor is kind of cringe a lot of the time. I feel like it's pretty pretty well held. Um, pretty well held i don't know that was a weird way of saying it um but yeah i i don't think it's it's that cringe you know that that sort of humor where it tries to be too funny and then it falls on its face it's kind of just like it's more like rude humor like just in your face rude it's like swearing a lot and it's like just about like killing people and there are some bits in there that are pretty funny as well um but yeah it's just um i'd say the gameplay is pretty good pretty standard pretty standard shooter um nothing too crazy feel feels pretty good um feels kind of floaty a little bit it's not like ultra snappy um mm-hmm. but Expected. it's it's decent it's decent shooting mechanics like they're definitely not bad um and yeah i've only got a couple of the weapons so i'm probably like I'd say I'm about four to five hours in. Um, I've got a couple of the weapons. Um, they're all quite interesting. They're sort of weapons that react. They all have like an alternate fire that like reacts with the world as well. So like the first gun, yeah. you can shoot like a glob that like knocks over platforms to let you get like progress through the level and stuff like that. It's used um, to solve those kind of puzzles. And it can also knock enemies up in the air for you to combo them. Uh, the second gun can shoot like discs that like stick in certain walls and you can use them as platforms to jump up so you can like create your own platforms and stuff like that um as well as them just being guns very nice too, like a pistol and a shotgun and stuff like that um and um and yeah so that that's that's pretty fun that's pretty inventive i'm looking forward to seeing what other guns they'll be um the voice acting is phenomenal in that game um just really really good that's good uh, i'm not sure how many like different voice actors they got or if it's just like the same few people just doing loads of different voices for like all the different aliens and characters mm-hmm. it probably is um to be honest uh i do recognize that like, they're just adjusting their voice a little bit um but yeah no it's just really well done like they're all hilarious just all the like, standard npcs are just i don't know they're just really funny you, know, you walk past them and they say like really funny shit and um and uh yeah the guns are all really funny morty does a great job so many lines though the guy who voices morty um 
it's crazy. Justin Roiland, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's literally just, my God. He just he constantly talks, and it's it's all unique stuff. I haven't just... heard like repeat lines <laughs> at all. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just really good. And it like there's like different lines based on what you do and stuff like that. And it it's just funny. It breaks the fourth wall a lot, which is funny to me. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. I I give it like a solid seven right now. I'd say um, there are some tech issues here and there, frame rates drop. Mm-hmm sometimes um there's like this weird shakiness to like the animations sometimes especially in cutscenes, everything's a bit weird and shaky and wobbly um but nothing too jarring to the point where i'm like this is breaking my immersion or this is ruining the game um yeah i think it's decent okay well in some engine light Bit of week. The current score of the game. You're lagging. Open tickets, please play. You're lagging quite a bit. I'm lagging. Yeah. I don't know if it's since uh, you pulled up like a web page I... or something. <laughs> Keep talking. You were correctly to me, so I wasn't sure if it was you or me. Uh, I, I don't know. But yeah, it sounds like you're, it's me. You're kind of back, though. So. Okay, my bad. Right, uh, let me know if it happens again. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so um, yes, this has been kind of the point of contention for the week um, with Higher Life, and I think Open Critic is the best place to get the temperature for this uh, because Open Critic, if you don't know, takes kind of the reviews of uh, all platforms. So that's in most cases that's good. In some instances, you want to use Metacritic, which you can separate it by by platform so for like cyberpunk metacritic would have been the best place to go because obviously that was the horrible one last gen um so mm-hmm. anyway at the moment um high life is sitting at 69 on what night on um um but just to add uh because i know some people are using this as a measurement as well on metacritic the series x edition of iron life is at 61 whereas the pc version is at like a i think 68 or something um okay. so anyway th- these are low scores you know 67 is these are mm-hmm. these are low scores and um it, it kind of this thing comedying games i i really don't feel like comedy games always get this kind of mixed reception mm-hmm. um and like, because I'm looking at some of the scores now, like three out of ten, two out of five, four out of ten, um, mm-hmm. and there seems to be a big discrepancy as well in the gunplay. Like a lot of reviews who have scored it really have been like the gunplay is like absolutely like horrible. It's horrible, um, and I don't like the humor. Um, so like a lot of this. So I don't like. Do, do, are you getting that sense that some people could come away from a life feeling that the gameplay is so horrible? That it's worth a four out of ten. No, no. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not riding home about the gunplay. Like it's it's not brilliant, but it's serviceable and it but feels. It does the job. Yeah, it feels fine. Yeah. I've played worse games in terms of gunplay than this. Um, it's it's not that bad. It's not a four out of ten bad. I'd say like if I was being quite critical on it, I'd say it's like a six out of ten bad. The gunplay. 
Like, I'd give it just over the halfway yeah. point if I was being quite critical. It's probably it. the weakest area, right? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the weakest area. Yeah, because the game looks looks well, uh, looks well, looks good, um, and is and is pretty funny, at least from my standpoint. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, it's not it's not four out of ten bad. I think that's that's very harsh. Um, but it is its weakest point. I will agree with the reviewers on on that regard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the flip side of that is that from the, the sense I'm getting is that actually, you know, for Squanch Studios, for, like, debut, um, like, console game, because I've done VR stuff, I think, yeah, um, before, the, uh, the other areas of the game are really strong. The music, the, visual, uh, the visuals, the writing. And mm-hmm. then, it's annoying because you always have to, like, silver line, you know, you always have to, like, add a wrinkle there. Oh, if you like that sort of humor. Well, it's like, I don't like, we don't do this with, like, other areas of games, do we? We don't do this whole thing of, like, I guess it's, I, yeah. like, I don't know. God of War is 10 out of 10, but if you don't like Norse mythology, it's a 0 out of 10. Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, like, do you know what I mean? I mean, we don't do that. It's like, well, is it fun? Like, is it good or not? Like, can you, can you, that it's good if you don't like it like surely that's the whole yeah. point of this yeah. um you, you know um from what i understand so you know i've, I've heard a lot of good things in, in 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 pretty much every other area of the game um so obviously like i said i haven't played it yet it's just quite interesting I, you know and it's like i said on, on metacritic it, it, it's leveled out at 69 if it was a seven out of and that's pretty much a seven out of ten which mm-hmm. It's maybe reasonable for what the game is, um, but you know, a lot of people feel strongly that it should maybe be maybe be higher, and it's really being dragged down by anomalies that just hate this style of humor. Yeah. And in which case, it's like, why were your reviewers who hate Rick and Morty sent out to review the Rick and Morty game? <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's really harsh just to get someone who hates that type of humor hates rick and morty that sort of thing to just sit down and play this game like they're obviously not going to have a good time so like it, it just becomes a completely invalid review in my opinion but then you could also argue the same point is if you get a super fanboy of rick and morty to sit down and play this game they're going to like it more than the average person but like you know you can make arguments from both sides but i don't know man like there is there's nothing wrong with the humor in this game like it's it's good it's 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 fine it's not cringy at all i've played some games where like the humor is literally just like like just cringe you know (laughs) but this one's just like you just have a knife who's just running around saying stab the fucking piece of shit gut his belly and stuff like that and that shit's just funny and it's not like in your face it's not trying too hard it's just like rude crude humor um yeah you know and and i feel like that just sits well um compared to something trying too hard um but yeah some some of these reviews are are, are very very harsh very harsh in my opinion because like but some of the the way some of these reviews are written you'd have thought justin roiland like personally upset them like yeah i saw the year ago took a dump in there in their oven and like just left it on, yeah. you know, pissed in their boiler system. You know, I just, I don't, like, so, okay, just, just as an excerpt from the Eurogame one, because I did reply to this as well. Um, so, I saw, and they gave, they didn't score it on a number, they just said avoid. 
Uh, aside from a botched attempt to rebottle Rick and Morty as a first-person shooter, High on Life is a covert, playable manifesto for games in general as callous, explicit, and made up of false choices. Incubation vats, in short, for cavalier dickheads. If it took itself seriously enough to make, state to make statements, it might offer itself as an expression of the art form at its worst. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's I'm insane. sorry. And Who is a dickhead? <laughs> And took itself, takes itself seriously. Like, that's just, it's the whole, it's completely against what they're going for. Like, I just don't understand. It's supposed to be just this wacky ass. No. Just, it doesn't make sense. Just. You don't understand, Tim. We need games that are serious, dark fantasy, that's third true. person games where you are a dad and it's sad <laughs> and yeah, there's some rpg element and it's sad you know and it's that, that is honestly like i really do i get that feeling that we're just in that age at the moment where mm -hmm. that's what everyone wants and everything that isn't that is like it's no. just kind of a video game do you know what i mean it's like a lesser game yeah yeah no it's just yeah people just take this shit way too seriously like whatever happens you're just sitting down and just just having a good time on a game having fun just, yeah, yeah exactly like i can guarantee Laughing. you if you were to finish this podcast now boot that game up it's not going to blow you away but you were going to sit on your sofa you don't need to sit up you don't need to be in a gamer chair you don't need to be all like hunched in front of the screen focusing you can just chill back on your sofa and just enjoy this game and i guarantee you'd have a smile on your face because it's just it's just funny chilled out gaming and like I just don't. I, I if anything, I feel like we don't get enough of this sort of thing, and I think it's like a breath of fresh yeah. air to actually have just something mm -hmm. that doesn't take itself seriously. Um, uh, and yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I like it. People, I, I largely felt the same way. I, I I said the same thing um, with Psychonauts, you know, uh, the end of twenty one or whatever it was. But I, I liked, and and that's not a comedy game. But there are comedy elements in it, you know, that was like, I like that this game just tries to make me laugh sometimes. Mm. Um, it, it's such, yeah, you said, it's just such a nice breath of fresh air. Um, and this is obviously that, that cranked up to 15, you know, um, on the on the comedy meter and the and then the everything else it tries to do. So, but it's, um, yeah, I, I do find it irritating. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm yet to give my own thoughts, but from what I'm seeing, I mean, I like that. I think the writing of these games are funny, you know, um, mm -hmm. and it is it is a bit annoying to be, to see so many reviewers, like take take it personally. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, that Eurogamer one was just, that was below the belt, man. Like that's you're, at this yeah, point, you're like, not like fuck? you're not just like an impartial party reviewing a product. Like this man hates everything about Rick and Morty and the creators, and he was going to give this game, or she was going to give this game a fucking zero, no matter what. You know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's right. That's right. So that that's my only thing. Like you know, I I, I understand for um and there's a, there's a larger point here about the reviewing process which we're, we're not going to go into right now um but there's some of the scores here seem wholly like justified or hinging on the fact that i hate this isn't making me laugh i hate it yeah and it and it's in which case it's kind of like well it's not for you then is it you know it's like it's like if i went to play like really any game elden ring and i was like i hate how this looks i hate it 
I know a 99 out of 100 people will love it, but I hate this and I hate this and I can't get over it. I cannot possibly yeah. get past it. Three out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. I mean, there's not really much more to say on the matter, but yeah, I just, I just feel like, yeah, it, it, it got done pretty dirty. This game, it's not perfect by any means, but as as Joaquin was saying, like a four out of ten, it's like a that's a that's a seriously bad game. Like that's a game that has like some pretty serious tech issues, like, and it and it just genuinely doesn't feel good to play, and you're just not getting like pretty much any enjoyment out of the game is is the sort of scores you'd give like a three or a four out of ten or even just not scoring it like you're a gamer um which is essentially just saying that they would rather scoop out their eyes than play this game which is just ridiculous (laughs) um uh, and also another thing wacky said is uh give these guys conquer and i could not agree more squad studios i feel like squad studios would do (laughs) such a good job with 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 conquer um it's just right up their alley. The the rude, crude humor is exactly why people love Conquer. And I feel like I know that these these guys have only done it in like a intergalactic space sort of setting and stuff like that. Um, so they have to ground themselves a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think these guys would be perfect for that. Um, and especially with them being kind of chummy with Xbox as well, I think they're the perfect studio to revive um, something like Conquer. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a good shout for sure. Yeah, I think it's Conquer. Conquer was made by Rare, though, right? Rare is yeah. obviously Reading British studio. That might be. They'd have to get that right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good angle, though, for sure. Yeah. Right, well, that tie on life. Um, yeah, super interesting with where that's all landed because it's very much one of those games on social media at the moment and people are reporting and having a good time. Like the Steam reviews are like 88, 88 or something. Steam reviews are really high. Mm. Um, but it's just those critic reviews, man, because of that subjective comedy. You know, I think it's arguably the most subjective um, uh, part of the of the art palette. Um, so that's probably one. Yeah. All right. Um, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else worth adding before we moved on to some other... I guess... We've been playing Gunfire Reborn. Shall we touch on that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Actually, just before we do, uh, Wacking did say quick, quick aside: no show next week. Uh, yeah, I believe we won't have a show next week because it's Christmas Day. Drops on Sunday, doesn't it? No, yeah, we won't. So yeah, no, no, no show yeah, next no week. Show. Wacking, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we've been playing. Um, we've been playing some Gunfire Reborn. Um, got a couple mates on that, which was um. Ah, oh, David's come in. What do you guys think about High and Life? You just missed the High and Life segment, David. <laughs> no, yeah, was, we literally just like, talked about it for like it was, 10 minutes. It's like a 15-minute long segment. We yeah. like it. We're a bit confused about the polarization of the reviews. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but I'd, I'd recommend going back and watching it on the, on the record after it's a good conversation. Yeah, but yeah, overall, we're, we're pretty happy with it. Um, and yeah, we feel like it was done a little bit dirty. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it? You've been playing it? Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, on to Gunfire Reborn. Yeah, we've been playing that. Um, obviously, that's been out like probably like a month or two now on Games Pass. Maybe like two months or something at like least. that. Um, yeah, 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 at least. And it's like a cool little roguelike um, game that you can play co-op. Um, and yeah, we just sort of hopped on that the other day and we got a couple mates hooked on it. And uh, yeah, it's really good fun. I have to admit, 
um it didn't really suck me in and i know you've been trying to get me on it but obviously having that nudge and playing it with friends um yeah man it's pretty good it's pretty damn good um i'm enjoying it it's good yeah it's got it's very polished um there's like plenty of characters loads of unlockables uh, loads of different enemies you know the biomes are nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's got the really like nice cool cell shady art style you know very low on detail but very i guess maybe compliments the gameplay because when you get into the later levels there's so much shit going on it kind of it kind of helps you there but yeah you know loot based roguelite it's good stuff if you're into roguelites like big recommend it, it's really good because it, it's been out for a while i think hasn't it tim on, on like pc yeah. it's from a chinese dev and then this is like the first port to console i believe yeah um, and it's great it's great it runs at like stupid high frames like 140 frames mm-hmm. in, you know when you're playing i don't know why i don't yeah. there's not even a 120 i don't have a 120 tv so i don't benefit from that but yeah it goes really high <laughs> yeah yeah it does it's, it's proper smooth but weirdly it doesn't it, that doesn't translate to other consoles either even how sort of simplistic the graphics are because one of our friends is uh playing it on the xbox one x i and think the, so the previous gen and oh, um 1x okay. yeah yeah and it's yeah he's like like sub sub 30 frames sometimes um playing this That's game so crazy meanwhile me and decker just cruising by at like 140 <laughs> um <laughs> it's just saying how smooth it is um but yeah it's it is a great time and if you do like that sort of game it's perfect to just jump on with with your mates um admittedly i do think runs can last a little bit too long on that you definitely do have to sit down and dedicate a decent chunk of time to it like especially if you're actually starting to understand it and get better at it you know runs are like when we hop on it i think runs are like a minimum like an hour plus um now just to do like a single run i think we did one at like one in the morning the other night we finished at like 3 a.m um so yeah it can be pretty time intensive like that yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think roguelikes can have that problem, can't they? Yeah, um, but some other run. ones, like I, I guess that's why a lot of them aren't co-op, because like a lot of the other roguelikes, Slay the Spire, Hades, you know, Dead Cells, all that, you just pause, you save and quit, and you pick up again later, sort of thing. Um, whereas you can't really mm. do that if you're playing it co-op online, and I think maybe that's why um, a lot of them choose to just be a solo experience. Um, so you can just do that big run in like incremental chunks rather than I have to clear my, my diary for two to three hours to have a run. A run <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, that's a fair shout, but it's good though. Really big recommend. Um, roguelite multiplayer games are, uh, they do not exist, but even then, even as a standalone single player <clears throat> roguelite, it's really, really good. So recommend mm-hmm. it. Good podcast game as well. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. All right. Let's move on to some of the other honourable mentions then, because we've racked up a bit of time talking about we have, yeah, the philosophy of three D movies and high on life. Um, really quickly, then uh, Insomniac. I, this is not news, but I just felt like it was worth pointing out. Insomniac announced in a tweet of all places that Spider Man Two is <laughs> coming out next year. Um, I don't know why they did it this way, and they didn't like put it in the Game Awards or something. Maybe again, it might be regulator fuckery that they're just trying to keep it on the low. Um, but Spider Spider Man Two is going to be my game's going to be PlayStation's biggest game ever. Yeah, the game's ever. Fucking slap. The game's got 
yeah. both Spider-Mans in it and Venom. <laughs> and it's and it's going to be synchronized with Spider-Man across the multiverse than the new one. Like it's going to come out in the same quarter probably. So yeah. like yeah, yeah, there's going to be so much transmedia benefit. Yeah, because you saw um you saw in the trailer for that new um Spider-Verse movie that the Insomniac Spider-Man was in it, wasn't it? I was it. I had no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. People, people like freeze framed cool. and saw that. Yeah, the the Insomniac Spider Man's in there. Yeah. So there's like oh, that's awesome. there's like some like actual crossover into like cinema media, um, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, but that, that, that game's going to be Sony's biggest game ever. I, th- I think God of War was has had broke like sales in terms of speed. I don't I don't think it'll outsell the first Spider-Man. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But in regardless, I'd put my bum on the line about, you know, Spider-Man 2 being the, the their biggest selling exclusive. I don't I don't know. Is it cuz like Pokemon just broke records. I don't think Spider-Man will do mm. Pokemon numbers, but I think nah. it will be the next best thing. Yeah. It's like the next biggest IP. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. I I I think that will be the biggest I don't know, it's hard to say, actually. I was going to say maybe the biggest selling game of that year in 2023. Um, but it only no, being yeah, to a right. single platform. Right. It probably it probably still will be, yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how quick they, they chuck that on PC as well because PlayStation are getting very, very quick at doing their PC ports now. So, Yeah, that's right. Joaquin says in the PS1 Activision Spider-Man, trailer as well <laughs> that's hilarious yeah they've literally just got like every spider-man ever it's just three conceived. pixels yeah. yeah um cool yeah the reason it was obviously interesting is because uh really after god of war playstation don't have any a release date on anything like their schedule they don't have that much of the stuff announced like you know we know wolverine somewhere off in the distance um death stranding mm-hmm. 2 obviously just got announced somewhere off in the distance and now we know spider-man 2 is next year which is you know it, it it gives competition for Xbox games, um, you know, which is which is good. But I, I think Sony has more up obviously. They usually yeah, quite I just good think, with their content cadence. I think I just think they're staying idea. quiet because of everything going on. I think like when when the dust starts to settle, they'll just be like release date, release date, release date, release date. Um, yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, Tim, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, the collection, the series thing with like it's not coming to Xbox. Are you, are you surprised? Are you shocked? Are you mad? I'm actually kind of mad. What, what is this? <laughs> the Pixel Remaster? <laughs> For what? Yeah, it's a Pixel Remaster, which has like, so it's like a collection, uh, a bunch of the Final Fantasies as Pixel Remasters, and no. it's giving Xbox. It's just coming to Switch and PlayStation. Yes. Like the actual yes, like OG ones? Yes. Oh, that's actually so sad. Why does Square Enix hate us? I've genuinely been wanting, like, I was on my Switch the other day going through, like, the the eShop to see if there are any sales for, like, some of the older Final Fantasy games. Oh, that's actually really sad. Yeah. I mean, you can play it on your Switch. So it's on Switch, is it? And it's on PlayStation? Switch and PS4. PS4. All Square right. Enix are, are honestly a bunch of are like so useless, <laughs> so fucking useless. Oh, why, why do you hate money? Why? I mean, it will be, it will be PS Five as well. It's just it, I, there's just no PS Five benefits to it, right? So why sell it as a PS Five game? Is probably why they've done that. I mean, um, yeah, I guess so. But like, and and it's 
and it's am I reading this correct that it will be at seventy five dollars? Seventy five dollars. That's, That's more expensive than a AAA game. Fucking crazy. So let me have a look at this actually. While you carry, this has piqued my interest. Okay. Well, don't don't get too sad. I really don't want to have to like edit you out crying on stream. Shut up. Well, I always cry off stream. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. Do you know what? I'll look at. I'll look at car. I'll look at um, comments while you're doing that. Look at the chat. Master. Uh, David has a game pass here with ads. It's probably not going to do well due to the fact you'll be for ads. David, yeah, we've got that on the lineup. It's a really interesting topic uh, with game pass and a possible budget tier. Uh, well, we will get round to that. Um, and the whole thing about seventy dollar games. Yeah, well, you know, I think this is kind of it's all lined because phil spoke about holding price for this holiday but i think next year you know if this and and you know this lines up with a possible showcase in 23 as the video you know type of video is if that is all true i reckon we get announcements for everything you know um around that time i reckon they give us if, if there is actually a showcase then then it all makes sense if there isn't it doesn't and xbox are being stupid but if they like give release dates for redfield start I don't know what's wrong with it. You know, um, Hellblade with some gameplay, Avowed with some gameplay, and then like let's say compulsion reveal with a release date. Like if they if they can slap those five down for a showcase, that's big. And Forza, you know, maybe as well. And three or four of them are this year, that's big. And then after the show, they say, look, we're raising game pass prices, but oh, here's a budget tier with ads if you want for like accessibility. Um, and also, you know prior you know game prices are going up and they've already announced that so they don't need to retread that but we will come around because this is a really interesting conversation tim what have you found about about pixel remasters first six games so it's final fantasy one two three four five and six are being remastered um for that and apparently they've all been done uh yeah so the pixel remaster versions of the first six final fantasy games are currently only available for pc ios and android so they actually have already been released these pixel remasters (laughs) so the one two and three launched on the 28th of july 2021 followed by the fourth and the fifth on november 10th 2021 oh and then so they're actually just fucking bundling these games together that have already been released on pc ios android putting it on another platform and charging 75 fucking dollars and skipping my platform (laughs) yes that's absurd dude i've never had more of a kick to the nuts than this why are they charging (laughs) so much for games that have already released that you're just you're just porting to a new system oh my god Oh yeah. shit, dude! That is. I mean, I I kind of want to play them, but I'm not fucking spending this money. Like, I'm waiting until that shit goes on sale. I'm I'm not just our principle. I'm not doing that. Square Square Enix. Oh, we're really we're disappointed to report that our Pixel Remaster collection. Oh, expectations. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 75 yeah. quid did it i wonder, I wonder oh, that's why weird, that. i can't that's... fathom why that might be yeah that's crazy dude wow no idea what that team that publishing wing is doing but but it's they're so stupid because that sort of shit's really <laughs> so cool, out of touch <laughs> like that that's like a really cool thing to bundle these together and and to remaster these these old games which are absolute classics in the, in the rpg 
um genre like, yeah really invented the, the the genre really um like and to and to bundle those together and sell that for like a nice price that shit would sell like hotcakes man i'd, I'd buy that but fucking 75 dollars or like i don't know what that translates to in in, in uh pounds like 65 60 ish pounds yeah mm-hmm. crazy dude it is crazy. Absolutely not. All right. Well, let's move past this point. Something more um, exciting, which is around Xbox's um, first-party exclusive era history untold. Let's go. Getting a technical alpha in January. Getting it's playable, and I've got some screenshots in the notes, Tim. Up to you if you if you're able to share screen or anything like that. Uh, um, okay. Just as a reminder, Ara is it's being made by Oxide Games. Uh, this is an exclusive, so it'll be Game Pass. I don't know if they've said if it will be coming to screenshots on so PC at the same time. Yeah, they are, aren't they? I don't know why. I think it's because I just screen capped them, so they yeah, they look like ass. Sorry, but you get a general feel for the game. Um, and from what the, uh, the reception that I'm hearing. Um, is that this is looking quite good for the type of game that it is. Um, and be, like I said, be, yes, bear in mind, the screenshots are like turd quality here. So like, yeah. uh, just imagine this is nice and up res to 4K. Um, yeah. There's a lot of detail going on here for a strategy game. Um, I like kind of interested. Um, yeah. In, I'm players to advance. Let me just read this stuff. Uh, Technical Alpha 2 will feature more more of the game for players to test out, including some of the most highly requested features from the first technical alpha, which was closed. Uh, there will be more of the game available to play, more players to talk to. This is a multiplayer. This is a game, this is a game multiplayer. I don't know. I don't really know much about this game. Bit awkward. No, neither do I. Um, and more time to play. And we're especially excited to announce that act in history will be available allowing players to advance through technology until just before the industrial revolution coastal buildings and navies are now included perhaps most importantly maps will have more variety and procedurally generated maps will be accessible so if you remember like the cga trailer of this was really funny because it looked like a you know going going through time going through time Mm. and then there was like an an egyptian like structure and there was a drone like a, a sentinel like a halo sentinel flying around they're like oh this is what's going on here um i like these sort of games that have this like not only like alternate history but also where you advance through time i don't know yeah. I, I used to play games like in my browser when i was younger that were like this um yeah it's just cool so and it keeps the sorry. it keeps like the gameplay quite fresh i think as well you're not just like doing the same mm. like sim strategy you know like as as times advance you know you get new units and new buildings and stuff like that and technology advances yeah i've i've, I've definitely always been a fan of that um from from this sort of games um to to, to do that um yeah man this looks this looks interesting mm-hmm. this looks this looks pretty crispy um it'll be interesting to see how this yeah. sort of works um i still think these sort of strategy games um big age of empires thing it'll be quite interesting to see how these control on a controller um because they're yes. definitely mouse keyboard kind of games you need a lot of buttons um Mm-hmm. and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how clunky this will be operating this on a controller um but yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely interested to um to find out to play it and this is 
one of many, you know, hopefully first party, well, this isn't first party, but you know, one of many Xbox games um, in 23, you know, uh, I'm assuming this is looking at a 23 alpha um, early in the year, or maybe this is, you know, an alpha isn't a beta, so maybe they'll do another alpha and then another beta, and then actually it ends up coming out in early 24. We'll see, but um, it's kind of, to me, looking like a, a late 23 game. Yeah. Um, so we'll go from there, Rip, but looking good. Yeah, definitely. And yes, yeah, so you can sign up with the um, through the Insider program. It looks like if anyone did want to get their their hands on that, that's how you get it. Good shout, good shout. Okay, well we've got some of our headlines to come round to, and I wanted to start with uh, with Halo, Tim. Do you remember that game, little indie game? Uh, Halo three, Halo f- which one? <laughs> Halo four. What was the most Halo recent th- one? Halo, Halo Reach. Halo zero. Halo battle, Halo battle squadrons, battle for Halo onion rings. (laughs) Imagine if that was it. It's like the big plot twist is they just keep zooming out and out and out, and it ends up being onion rings on a fat man's plate. (laughs) Fat man's plate, and you're playing as like germs because the food's been sitting out for like. The, the, the most powerful germ yeah the covenants are just yeah. germ germs bacteria <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's just a plot of osmosis joke basically oh dude you're an antibiotic yeah yeah um so the reason i'm bringing halo up you might think wow what a shield just trying to get Halo, just trying to bring it out for no reason you'd be wrong you'd be wrong tim they had a community live stream for three hours um, and they spoke about a lot of things, a lot of small things, right? Um, but also a lot about season three, which is coming up. And, you know, so they, they had the winter update at the end of November, I think. And that had some new maps. They got Forge in. They got a custom game browser in. And that's all looking good. That's all looking good. Um, it doesn't seem to have caused the explosion that some were thinking it would. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to do that because Forge is released into a beta Cold campaign. That's another thing, Cold campaign. Um, but it's definitely gotten people talking again, and it's changing sentiment. At this live stream, they obviously doubled down. They said, yep, so season three is coming in in March. I think it's March. So we're, we're able, and we're now feeling confident in being able to have that three, that, you know, that quarterly cadence of seasons so every three months which is great yeah and so they showed off a bit more about the bandit you know the new gun they showed off the shout the shroud screen the new equipment that's coming as well they showed off the two new dev maps but then they also showed off a dev made forge map that's going to be coming in as well so they they seem to be they're like supplementing their updates of dev maps with one or two forge maps as well so it's it's Mm -hmm. like helping them speed up the content delivery uh they showed off some of the new armor cords that are coming you know one one of the fracture ones which looks very cool it's like it's straight out crisis looks very cool Sweet. and the new mainline one that's in the the battle pass um career progression is coming either next uh it sounds like it's coming at some point next season as well or at the beginning of season four um so yeah it's just, just a lot of good news that there, there was base colors to all the cores um oh, okay. you know just the standard base ones so so people felt like there was a bit more of a color and because on the cores you unlocked you didn't have those base colors like you did on the mark so the mark five the base you know, do you know think, what i mean like I the, one, the, the mark five is the base yeah yeah so they unlocked them 
for all of them now. So, so there's more base colors and they're available on all the cores as well. So, and so there's, there's lots of things like time. I didn't have to answer through the whole content. So, you know, I've just um, plucked what I could, but there's lots mm. of things like that, like quality of life, work on desync, um, you know, controller, um, uh, you know, fiddling, things like that. So anyway, wh what's the thought here? Where are we at? Um, you know, like I said, they're feeling more they're confident now that they're able to hit this three monthly cadence of content with new weapons, new equipment, new maps, uh, features, et cetera, et cetera. Battle Pass, you know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So what, what, are, the, uh, what are the thoughts now? Finally um fucking finally I'm yeah right. fucking finally is literally just my thoughts behind it um and also uh i'll believe it when i see it a little bit um but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 definitely it's a good it's a good sign um and i like that they're sort of they're coming alive again they're coming out of their little fucking dank caves and they're starting to talk to people and actually um try and sort of convince us to come back and to be like we're good now guys we've got this this cadence coming um decent content updates and drops on a consistent basis um it's exactly what the game needs so i'm happy to hear it definitely um because halo mm -hmm. is definitely it's never something i'm gonna fully bury um it's just it's just a little bit underground for the moment um and i don't yes, really have any right. plans on coming back to it for quite some time until like i said i'll see it when i believe it um but yeah exciting definitely exciting um because this game this game always has had the legs to do really well um it just it just needed stuff in it to keep players coming back um so yeah i'm excited i'm excited yeah but the, what, fact, um, the fact that we had two maps in a year was fucked up. Like that was that was like straight, a that's criminal. Yeah, it's straight fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just absolutely awful. It's just all the content updates really have been really subpar for for, for Halo um, Infinite since just it's so since slow. Launch. Yeah, just, <laughs> so, just so slow. slow. And, and even when they came out, they they've always been they're kind of half baked and they're kind of not finished. And it's just like you can tell that they, they just they want to hit these deadlines and then they give us like betas for like forge and stuff like that just just try and keep yeah. players somewhat interested and keep this game get something out <laughs> like it really is some last ditch effort um to to try and just make sure this game stays on 
on, on, on everyone's radar. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know like anything about these upcoming things. What What is the, the shroud screen equipment? What, what even is that? Oh, it's, it's a new equipment. Hang on, I've got a good link here. Let you in Discord. Maybe you put it on the stream. Um, it's the it's the new equipment. Yeah, so it's like um, it's essentially a smoke. It's essentially a halo smoke. So it's like a dome or a sphere that you can you can't see through, you can't see out of, and when you're in it, it masks you from radar. Okay. Um, so there's you know I think it's it's quite interesting for a halo game. I don't think there's anything been anything like that. You know, you can obviously block sight lines with it. Um. You could use it to cover it, like to move around a corner and nobody uh, because it blocks you from the radar. Yeah, I think it's just quite interesting. And I'm I'm more interested to see how this interacts with the sandbox because something, which I think like just theory crafting, you know, works like even into something like the the rate, the pulse, whatever it's called, you know, the pulse um, dart. Mm. Um, that was that's like a really boring bit of equipment. It does It does nothing. Yeah. I it's, it's not good that good but with this added it now gives it another reason right it gives it more more of a purpose yeah. so um I, I think there's things like that there's like kind of layering um i'm not sure you know because and this is something else that was bothering me as well you know how in halo 3 with the bubble shield it has like a physical base and that base could be moved with like grav lifts mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this has like a base I'm not, i think it by the looks of it pops yeah. and it can't be moved um yeah which isn't like the end of the world but it just depends that's what i mean i like into the sandbox because the grapple and the repulsor are like like triple s tier in that regard but everything else kind of isn't yeah. um plus it just so makes that, for like more inventive plays and stuff like that like i remember throwing like bubble that's shields right. like into grav lifts and then flying shortly after it so i landed like with a shield um like surprise right. people like and yeah it's just yeah this it's just kind of less utility to it um as you know kind of the way it is now but then equally you know this one you can fire out your wrist like further and stuff like that where you can do that with a bubble shield so like maybe it'd be kind of cool but like this would be cool to like yeah like bounce it off like a wall like into a room and then you just like push the room like shrouded in smoke or something mm-hmm. like that. If you can't like bounce it off a wall or something like that, that's quite it's quite disappointing to be honest. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it plays. But yeah, I do agree. It'd be it'd be quite cool if it did have like a base and 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 work similar, so it could interact with everything in the. Um, but on the, the flip side, you could stick it to a vehicle, <laughs> stick it to a ghost, and then you could just be a, fl- a floating smoke. <laughs> yeah but then again it doesn't look like it's something that will attach it looks like something that you'd fire at a ghost it would explode but then you would just drive the ghost out of it i don't think you would stay on the ghost yeah. yeah at least that's the way i'm viewing it um so uh, again quite disappointing but did you see that gif in the in the chat uh the, of it like being fired yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, so that's that's um yeah that's how I'm feeling about it. I think I think it's good. It looks good idea. It looks like a good idea for the game. I but I think for it to really complement the rest of the gameplay, it needs to have these kind of sandboxy elements. So that's my only reservation. Same yeah. as you. Um, but I'm I'm not going to complain about more equipment and more guns being put into the game. I think they need to have. Hopefully, then you know. Hopefully, they have more on the lineup as well. Uh, hopefully, every season they have new gun, two new cores, two new at least two new maps new modes you know and then all of a sudden you're looking at actually 
very healthy seasons. Because I think like, you know, the other side of this is that if we remember, you know, how long ago was it now? Back in maybe July or something. Uh, Bonnie mm-hmm. Ross left. You know, there was a management shakeup. You know, they had three people taking over the... Um, that, that what, what Bonnie Ross was previously doing and, you know, whether this is related to that or not, either way, you know, it seems that they're finally on that content cadence. And I think they need really a year of solidly putting out good seasons with good content and, you know, to, to get people reinvolved because by that point, it has a good track record. You know, people can look at it and they can say, oh, I played this when they came out. I had a really good time. You know, I heard didn't you know it got a bit bland but now it's had a years you know like more than that, actually you know, two years worth of updates and i'm hearing really good things about the forge about the customs about the campaign about um all the updates and you know and you can boot it up and you can see this like catalog of all the seasons you've missed you know season one through to seven yeah um, of the battle yeah. passes and i think that that's like that's where the game needs to be at so the cadence is great but i do it needs to have a history behind it like you say you know like you said it, it's a bit of believe it when i see it like it, it needs to happen first and, you know we've had enough Oh, they've they've, yeah. they've said shit like this before, and then it just gets delayed or it just doesn't come. So I'm just yeah. skeptical at this point, and I don't think that's toxic yes. to be that way because they've let us down several times. So no. um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I'm always rooting for Halo Infinite. So I'm, I'm always in its corner, but I just don't play it, and I won't play it until it gets to a point where it needs to be. But I'll happily pick it back. Oh well, yeah, until it, it gets. To... Yeah. That's right. Until until it gets to a point where it's competitive with its contemporary. Yeah. Like, I'm playing Overwatch, and Overwatch is putting out seasons. Like, mm. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. I I loved. Take the problem was that its service just sucked. And yeah. if if Overwatch had the same problem right now, I the same thing. I would have fallen off. Like, if I yeah. wasn't getting a new season until May next year, I'd be like, I'm just gonna put it down until they've got this all, all sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of how it works. Even if you really enjoy the gameplay, you know, you need you need something to shake it up. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we're on to some spicy stuff, Tim. Um, surrounding Game Pass. Oh, I wanted to make a time stamp. Um, where are we at? One hundred seven. Uh, so one hundred eight. Seven fifteen. Oh God. That's all right. There else. Um, so around Game Pass, Tim, um, and this this bundles into a, like a wider conversation about a possible show uh, early next year, which was there's smoke. You know, there's smoke, and I've baited you in with the thumbnail, with the low effort thumbnail, <laughs> maybe. Um, but there's you know there's smoke. There is actual smoke. So uh, so how I want to start this conversation that there has been there was and i think we, we spoke about this sometime maybe last year that there was like microsoft had like patented um the ability to put ads in games or something like that it was like mm. it was there somewhere yeah i remember talking about um, it and there's been yeah. a that's right that's right and there's been another um another technology piece of technology patented um around putting personalized ads in games um so really really similar but like just to give you a bit of details the technology intends to display overlaid video content personalized for a player and real time concurrently with the gameplay without changing the features within the particular video game uh the technology and this is straight from the document the technology allows seamless seamless integration of the content into a particular video game so as to not cause any intrusion for the player and uh, and to provide a natural video game experience um there's more but that's kind of the gist of it um the personalized content may not be restricted to the video game environments, but may also be featured on in-game characters and objects. You know, uh, Death Stranding, 
originally had a lot of product placement. A lot of people spoke about that. And I don't know if that's just because it was kind of Kojima's, you know, his whole thing is that he loves Western, a lot of Western media. And maybe he mm. was just doing that, or if it was actually sponsored ads <laughs> to help yeah. fund the game, or if it was just both, you know, it's a happy, happy coin. Yeah. Um, so we, we've already done this conversation. So this is part one. Bear that in your little note. Discuss it as it kind of all comes together. The second part is that there was a recent um, survey sent out to some Xbox users asking how they'd feel about an additional tier of Games Pass. If real, the purported tier would cost $3 a month, so a lot cheaper than it currently is, you know, just under half the price. Um, but it would have some limitations. Uh, for example, first-party Xbox games would come six months down the line. They wouldn't be day one. And it would have ads. The, the, the uh, idea of how it would work is that the ads would roll before, as you boot the game up. Okay. Um, I think something else mentioned in the in the email was, um, or the, you know, the, the the technical strategy was that it would, uh, if the game could detect cutscenes, it would play an ad before a cutscene. So let's bear this all in mind. We've got the possibility of Microsoft looking at personalized ads to put in games somehow, somewhere, and then they've also got a possible cheaper um, tier of Game Pass where they're considering using ads to fund the cheap tier thoughts okay um part one i don't really have any issues with this um i said i think this was how i talked about it last time as well in my argument where i don't really have an issue with ads if they're seamlessly integrated don't pull me from the experience and are not too intrusive i'm really not that fast having ads in the game and if and if that's gonna like fund the game the development and everything to overall you know potentially have a better game just overall right putting ads in and stuff like that um i'll probably i'll gladly take that sacrifice as long as it's not too intrusive um so yeah i don't really have an issue with 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 part one definitely um i don't know how do you feel about it I guess it's just it's just kind of an interesting thing because games are really the only media that has managed to elude art, uh, like ads mm, for yeah. the longest time. Like we get them on dashboards, yeah, but like mm. you know, it's not the same as like when you're watching a, a YouTube video is just you know bad example or like the movies or music where something will be playing and then it will count down. On... No, I mean, um, and like you know, it's perfectly feasible that at some point in the future. Big AAA games come out free with ads or full price without. And, you know, free with ads, you, you do you like every 15 minutes, it gives you a little countdown and then it breaks for an ad. That would be a DRM problem as well, I think, because you'd, end, like, you'd have to be connected to the internet to get the ads for it to all work. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like... Just like you get on the app, you know, on like app stores, you get, you know, you can access like quite a lot of good apps, really. Uh, mm. But you get, you know, you get some experience gets deteriorated a bit by ads, and you can pay if you want that to stop. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get that at some point. Do I like it? I mean, 
It, it, I mean, it, it just like, depends on how intrusive it is. If it literally stops you in your tracks for like five to ten seconds, or something like that, as you have to like skip the ad or like watch it or something like that. But if it's just happening in like the background of a game, like on like a billboard or something like that, you know, it's just like seamlessly integrated, like actually into the world. Um, I it, it really depends on the the intensity of it, really. Um, yeah, because. You know, anything that breaks immersion is fucked in 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 video games. You know that that that's what you you, you don't want. That it's like why you have the ads before a cinema, before before the movie starts, and before like actually YouTube does do it during. But like it's so not to break the immersion um, that's being built up and all that. Like that that would ruin games, in my opinion, which was the main issue I had with part two. Um of 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 what you were saying with the the games pass tier with ads yeah yeah i mean yeah well i suppose yeah okay well let's let's move on to pass like because this is it's to my understanding this is exactly what netflix did like six months ago right they raised their prices for all of their tiers but as a like kind of a you know compromise they were like here's a cheaper tier you know it's budget uh, it's really it's dead cheap, but there are you're going to get ads. You're going to get ads in this to help help fund it. Um, and I I don't actually know how you know it, it wasn't received all that well because they're pushing their prices up for it. And they already you know they Netflix have been quite aggressive with their price increases, so that's Very. I think really why mm-hmm. they have they they haven't earned much goodwill. Um, but I wonder how successful that tier has been. Like I wonder, uh, you know, I I just don't know. Like in in my head it seems like a good idea. Like for sure, there's some people that don't mind ads because it's not there. You know, they, they watch Netflix every now and then, you know, buffs in the same way that I think this low, low, low cost game pass tier would be targeting that, those same people, people who play games every now and then um, would gift it as a cheap present. You know, I think as long as it doesn't fuck and that's the thing as long as it doesn't fuck with the hardcore base you know like us or you know listeners mm. as long as it doesn't as long as we can still use game pass uninterrupted and that price isn't getting like hiked i'm I'm assuming that there's a, a game pass price hike coming with this if this is real yeah. um then that's fine like i don't have any problem with that like if you're just making an accessible tier with ads for people you know uh, who are less uh, involved with the gaming community you know less in that sphere by all means go for it and mm-hmm. i'm sure those people won't mind having ads because they're used to it you know it'll probably be mostly younger kids right or maybe people who are just used to having ad like ads interrupt them. you know it used to be you know before subscription services trumped cable boxes that was shows would just stop <laughs> your show would just stop for an advert so, so i imagine it'd be largely yeah what are your thoughts um yeah, I think my thoughts are relatively similar to yours um, in the sense of if there is still that tier that we can have um, that hopefully doesn't shoot up in price too much that, you know, allows us to have the experience that we're used to, you know, we pay a bit more of a premium, a little bit more than obviously this tier, but we get to have our uninterrupted uh, gaming, you know, no ads, you know, we get our first party exclusives on the release date that sort of thing it doesn't hurt us too much then i'm completely happy with a tier like this existing for people 
um, who don't want to spend as much money or are more casual and, like you said, don't mind having ads integrated. Um, it really is not up my alley, personally. Um, and if this was being announced as just like an overall price cut, but everyone was forced into it, I'd be pretty upset. Um, because, yeah. like, especially when... Um, I mean, like, when you boot up a game and you get, like, an ad or something like that, that doesn't bother me too much. But when... Was it something you said about, like, when the, if it registered the game having cutscenes, it'd try and play an ad before that? I think that it's mentioned that in shit, the document, yeah. That would be absolutely awful. That would be... Oh, my God, I couldn't think of anything more immersion-breaking. I mean, that. just imagine... I don't know, man, because just imagine it'd be fucking awful you're playing like god of war or something i know it's a terrible example but like a a single player game and you go through the combat section and then it just enters like a cutscene, this character that you fought your way to or something and then you get a fucking ad roll for something and then it goes into the cutscene. oh my god jesus that would be bad i mean i'm just trying to think like because we had this conversation before but maybe we're a bit more enlightened now you know but i like i i'm trying to think of like like i don't know what would be better because you know you spoke about breaking but honestly like if i saw like you know buy a microsoft surface now on a billboard every 10 minutes i don't know if that was more immersion breaking than the game just saying you're gonna have an ad in 10 seconds cutting to a an ad and then putting me back in the game and me being like okay i'm back in the game now i can like re-immerse do you know what I mean? I Rather know. than being to like steadily like, is that fake? Is that real? Is that fake? I like, I can't, like, it's kind of like, to me, like having a, you know, like the ads before a, a movie, maybe this is a bad analogy, but like, you know, rather than being like, I, I, I guess I, in my mind, <clears throat> the way I'm thinking about it is I'd prefer to have like, know that what I'm playing is uninterfered with and then have an ad shoved down my throat and then go back to being reimbursed rather than being like, I don't know why that character just spoke about an energy drink. <laughs> like, was that an ad or was that part of the game? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just for now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess again, it's just how intrusive it is, but I don't know from like looking at it from this perspective that we don't know much information. I definitely say the the latter is worse in my opinion like just playing a game and you could be completely immersed and then it just gives you like an ad countdown or something that shit would trigger me i uh, i wouldn't want that um and yeah i mean and 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 yeah to me this whole like three dollars a month um you know you get you get your first party goes six months later coming into games pass and you get ads to me, this this obviously doesn't seem worth it, you know, being the sort of gamer I am, the hardcore gamer I am. Um, but yeah, as we both said, so I, hardcore, I man. yeah, so ridiculously hardcore, it's unreal. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I don't have an issue with this existing because it's going to be benefiting someone that's not me. And I'm not just sitting there just like... It's all about yes. me. Give me value. Give me this. You know, I understand there are people in different situations to me. Um, so I don't have an issue with this existing at all. No. Yeah. And this is like, you know, this strikes me as when we spoke about PS Plus, uh, you know, their whole thing and having their different uh, tiers. I can't remember what it's called, like basic 
basic essential. I literally can't remember. Got, premium is the top got one. Like essential premium. Essential. Sorry. No, essential plus premium. I think it was. Sounds right to me. Kind of. You know, I said that. Yeah, that it's. Um, I like I like that simplicity of it. It's like nice and streamlined. Xbox Game Pass is a bit more difficult to explain to someone. Um, you know, and, and to explain the benefits to them as well. Like when, because and that's the thing. Like when you say to someone, ah, oh, you know, this is these are the reasons Game Pass is better than PS Plus. Largely, that's still the sentiment in the gaming community, and even like the wider. Well, like when I speak to people in the wild, like general people generally hold that view as well. Um, like I, I know some wild. people. <laughs> <laughs> the normies yeah what a weird um, way to say <laughs> public yeah. speak to people in, yeah, public. in public. the wild, in the wild. <laughs> you live in a um, safari animals uh, the fucking animals a lot of them um <laughs> yes you know I, I think xbox could do a better job with with being streamlined because when you try to explain someone but all xbox games like come um, day and day the first party, they don't. They look at you like you're talking gibberish. Like, what do you mean, party? Yeah. Are we so you have party? to like break it down. This isn't my first yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. You have to break so, it down. I've so done I that a few so, times. Yeah. There's an audience out there that wants a game subscription, but just wants games. They just want video games. It doesn't matter what really is on them. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where this comes in. You know, those big blockbusters are delayed six months, so they can still buy them if they want to. But you get all of these games like high on life and maybe you know like plague tale and you get you get these big games in that service that give you value especially for like three dollars you know like 250 quid or, or maybe it's three quid you know that's that's really nothing that's still very good mm. value um and then they can have that kind of catalog those three tiers and whatever they call it silver gold platinum whatever it is um and yeah. then that's good and that's nice and streamlined because at the moment the whole game pass game pass ultimate it, it just doesn't i don't know there's just not much like marketing like synergy there you know it just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. vibe yeah i agree mm. yeah definitely yeah there, there's a space for this yeah definitely so we'll see we'll see um how this kind of develops uh we're purely in speculation territory at the moment but like this this all rolls into like a the i would argue kind of the, the biggest talking point today which is around an early uh, an, an Xbox showcase, game showcase in um, early 2023. Um, and we kind of discussed this a bit after coming off the back of the Game Awards and, you know, us sitting there shitting ourselves um, because nothing happened. Um, and then Aaron Greenberg, you know, went to Twitter and he said, you won't have to wait long. 23 is big year for us. So that kind of gave us some hints and teasers. And then over on um, the Xbox Two podcast, you know, Jess Corden and, and Rand both said that they've been hearing, you know, on the inside that there is something maybe going on early January. So I kind of wanted to take the opportunity to discuss that and what we might see. Because to me, them not having an appearance of the Game Awards tells me that they have, they've got big plans for this year. You know, whether it's on the mm. first party front or it's on the software front, um, you know, we've seen that they're like reevaluating their dashboard, for example. I feel like they're, they're mini soft launch going on again this year. That's really kind of how I'm, you know. And then if this, there is like another whole other game last year, and then maybe they rebrand it. Um, so let's start with the basics and the easy stuff. Tim, an Xbox Game Pass, uh, nope, an Xbox Game Showcase. Let's say it's in January, so on early January. 
late January, sorry. What would you feasibly like to like? like what would what could be there for you? Uh obviously, I think you'll see appearances from Starfield, Redfall, um, with them coming out with release quite, dates. Yeah, yeah, with with release dates, like because they're coming out relatively like first half of the year, right? Um, supposedly, so, <laughs> supposedly, yeah. Um, so that would be good to see to see more of those and release dates. Yeah, um, I'd I'd, I'd probably quite like to see Hellblade too. I think that would be a cool one to see there, mm-hmm. uh, and quite likely to see mm-hmm. there as well, especially with its lack of appearance in the Game Awards. You'd like to think that it's just round the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some maybe just some like juicy tidbits, not so much like you know, like here's things to look forward to for things like Avowed and maybe Fable, you know, ju- just to keep that carrot on the string a little bit rather than. Uh, and, and like State of Decay as well, not necessarily like cramming a release date for us, but just letting us know that they, these things are still in the works, you know, because I, 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 as, as we discussed, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll probably get like three to four, probably like big AAA first party releases in 2023, um, which will be mm-hmm. Starfield, Redfall, um, and uh, what's the other one I said? I don't know. Hellblade? I said something else, but uh, yeah, yeah, Hellblade. Yeah. So th- these are the sort of things we might see in 23. So it'd be nice to see the carrot dangled for the things that we're not likely to see in 23 as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And I think, like you said, it'd be quite interesting to see like a soft launch um, and definitely an overhaul with the dashboard would be really cool. Um, like, here's an update, but this is what we have planned for the dashboard as well moving forward you know like sort of thing this is where we want to take it we want to bring these back we want to do this you know it it would be nice to see a sort of little bit of a soft launch on a hardware perspective um for for that sort of thing as well um and yeah yeah just just stuff like that i think that's probably what interesting i'd like to see i think you know and i think the the bit of nuance other than us some controller stuff as well general yeah maybe some controller stuff by god and you know a better controller that would be just wonderful yeah that would be really good maybe some more features you know um like we need to bear in mind that you know e3 is going to be in june or july and so they're not going to unload the clip i don't think you know unless there's unless they're really overhauling strategy to have I mean, we know Phil likes E3, so he's never going to pull out of that. But unless they're overhauling that strategy to have like two or three showcases a year where two of them are Xboxes and then they have like a maybe more of a small to medium presence at E3. Um, and, and there's something to be said about that strategy because like, the game, like for example, Game Awards is a massive platform now. Ten, they had like 10 million view, like live viewers. Like that's massive. That's more than the Oscars get. Like it's massive. And not that many people yeah. watch the Oscars live. So maybe it's a bad example, but you know, for what it is it's a massive platform now and you get more eyes on on something like that so it makes me think that if they do are doing their own thing it's like it's more of a they're they're wanting to send more of a brand message do you know what i mean yeah like yeah they're like this is xbox this is xbox 23 
this is what you can expect from us. And, you know, if, if they're confident in what they're going to show in the lineup, then that will generate word, you know, word of mouth. And it, it's a video that could be referred back to for the next six months or even for the year of like, you know, this is what they've said is coming this year. Like, look at look at these five release dates of, of Starfield, of Redfall, of Hellblade, of uh, Forza, and then maybe Arrow or, or something else. And that's just the first party, you know, Xbox Game Studio stuff slash publishing. That's not including any third party or Game Pass edition. So, you know, I, I, I really uh, like the idea of having this, uh, this early show. Um, I, I guess if it is true, I don't want to be getting my expectations too high simply because I know there's going to be an E3 as well. Um, and like I said, the only wrinkle to that is there's a third show, if there's another show. So that, because that's the, that would be a complete overhaul of how they're approaching showcase and and their programming. But we know that they've brought multiple people on board, right? You know, we spoke about this in the last year um, to, to manage this yeah. sort of stuff. So I think it's perfectly feasible that we're, we're going to see a... a, a xbox approach their programming in a quite a different way now whether they do it in xo20 you know they call it xo23 or they do a direct all they need to do is just treat it like they have done for their showcases for the last because the format for them has been really good what we don't want is a two-hour long conference with twitch personalities trying to be funny to devs who just want to get some sleep you know I don't want that. <laughs> and like then 30 seconds of CGI and then back to a Twitch personality trying to be funny again. Like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not what I want out of a no. game showcase. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cringe. Yeah, I'd rather than just be like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, it, like essentially, like you said, like emptying a clip and just, just making it sort of worth our time, not mm. not just like wasting our time and dragging it out. Just just give us like, um, yeah, just give us some dates, some updates, a sizzle reel, call it a show. Like I, I don't need any fucking. I don't want any live music. I don't want any fucking. I don't want Ludwig on stage dancing. I don't want any of this shit. <laughs> just, just flossing on stage. Yeah, just yeah, just just give me that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's quite exciting to know that something's just around the corner in Jan, though. Definitely. It could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, I mean, we work for Xbox. And then, My dad know, works at Xbox, so. <laughs> my dad is xbox yeah my dad is phil um yeah my son is phil <laughs> um Jesus, man. yeah um yeah so i i just i because like uh, that, and, and this is the thing like matt booty and phil must be like rubbing their little greasy little fingers together looking at all the stuff that they've got behind the scenes um and it just depends how they want to approach these reveals you know like we've had a lot of CGI trailers and not very much gameplay, not very many release dates for a lot of games, you know, whether that's, mm. I still think like something like State of Decay is, is a ways off. I think that's probably one of the furthest back out of all of them. But then there's things like NXIles, first person steampunk RPG, there's Compulsion Games, his new game, have Double Fine been working on something else? Do Arcane have something else ready to show? Deathloop released like two it's years like ago, contraband. they might have a, a CGI trailer, you know, yeah, right. Does Zenimax have something else to show? What about Contraband? What about um, Fable? You know, the, and the list, what about Coalition's new game? And the list goes on and on and on. And like, this isn't stuff that has been in, you know, that hasn't been in development for a long time. We've been talking about this since 2018. I must want to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to be fucking sick. And like, you know, so some of this stuff has got to be, it's cooking, you know? 
Mm-hmm. We need some updates. Yeah. We need some updates. And like, you know, so so that's what like if the to instill confidence in the year twenty three, I think we get I think we get teasers. I think they give us firm release dates of obviously Redfall Starfield. And then I don't think they commit to release dates for anything else, but I think they with maybe Hellblade, maybe Forza, if we're lucky, avowed. And then it's like, come to E3, June, you can see the rest. Do you know what I mean? And then everyone's mm-hmm. like, the hype train is built. And everyone's like, you know, and they've maybe committed to a 20. 20- but that, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling. I like the idea of mm-hmm. being like, it's going to be a big year, boys. We're sorry. We fucked up last year. Can't, it, was, it wasn't right, but we did it for you. You know, it had to be good. Games had to be good. <laughs> We fucked up for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's 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 what they need to set. Um, Yeah, which is kind of on 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 lines to what I said as well. With yeah, just getting some some more information, hard release dates on a few, and then just just make sure that carrot's still dangling for the rest. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see. I can see Joaquin said Minecraft Legend and Forza Motorsport 2023. I don't, Forza mm. Motorsport had a confirmed. I don't think it has. I didn't I think, think it had. so. I think that's just like really confident speculation. Like you know, yeah. Like, and how the how the schedules are lined up. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Um, Minecraft Legends. Yeah, that's another one I forgot about. Now, of course, yeah, it's technically a first party game, but Mojang do their thing. But yeah, I mean, it, for sure, it's something they can add to their slate of like still day one Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm really hoping that they have something they can show off stuff this year which is going to be surprising and exciting. That's all it is because I think we've been seeing kind of similar stuff. Like we've been talking about Red and Starfield for a bit too long now, and it's like okay, we're ready for these. We're ready to see these games in their entirety. And for the- let's 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 get people excited for a year like PlayStation have had, where we've got like you know. We've got like Returnal, we've got God of War, we've got Horizon. Yeah, those are pretty decent year. Um, mm. it's time. We're there now. We are. Let's do it. Let's do it. Me and you, Tim. Me and you against the world. Well, we're gonna do it. Maybe they'll get us to host the January show. Maybe you'll see us there. Yeah, maybe. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? We could we can be like That'd the, the cool. Ant and Deck of um of uh the gate of the Xbox world. Or they just pick one of us, don't they? (laughs) They would not pick you. What, dude? They would not pick you. Why are you so confident in that statement? Fuck you, man. What? Your your eyebrows are too big. (laughs) I I don't make the rules. Don't fucking get back. You get back in your seat. (laughs) They're not that big. (laughs) Fuck you, man. No, they're not. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, great. That's good. I really hope this is true. I really hope this is, and I just like I need them to start getting this right um, with these showcases. Um, I think that you know they've been good, but like we've we we have repeatedly complained about them just having one info dump and then just fucking off for the next twelve months. Um, <laughs> yeah, if not longer. Yeah, yeah. So it comes back to this idea of like it's a soft launch for the series x and for for really for xbox game studios that's what it that's what really it is so mm-hmm. fingers crossed 
anything else to add to him? I feel like there's there's something else we're missing here, but if if we're done when we're done. I don't think so. Like you said, a controller update would be nice. I'd like to see a new a new idea, even if it's not like solid. They're just like, you know, we're looking to put a fucking screen in for our controllers and do this. And, <laughs> and play ads for you there. Kind of stupid. They kind of need to show like a, a an actual trailer if they're going to do something like that. But that, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, then. Well, let's move on to our next story, um, which is around Starfield. Um, so there was a small Starfield update, Tim. Did you see it? I didn't. No, didn't catch this one. It was it was their second video. Uh, what, what do they call them? The Constellation... Constellation Questions. Um, with, with Will Shen, who, by the way, is the friendliest looking mofo out there. Look at that guy. Okay. That's a smile on that guy. That is, that's a friendly man. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he does look nice. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it was only five minute long video, but things very exciting. You know, a couple of things. There's one thing in particular that which I'll land on at the end, but they said that, you know, you can go back to Earth. You know, in, in the game, the Earth is called the Old Neighborhood and there are quests to take you back there. You can go to Mars. It was shown off in the trailer, where, which was, was one of Earth's first kind of interstellar settlements. And, you know, that has its, its host of uh, its own problems. Um, there are different areas and settlements on it that can be on any planet with mini storylines and quests. Um, hmm. You can join any faction. They spoke about factions in this one, right? And how that kind of works. Um, and they they sort of spoke about like, um, did, you know, just being in one faction lock you out of other factions, like it does in Fallout Four, or can you join all of them like you could in Skyrim? Um, mm-hmm. In this one, you can you can join all of them, but yes. you don't you don't become the head of the faction. It's more that the role that you play in the quest nudges the uh, the faction towards. Uh, different thing in the in the universe which i thought was really cool so for example they they pointed to the free star collective going towards justice or industry you know and i thought that was a cool way to go about it yes i actually need to be the head of eight different factions um but actually i can go through the whole quest line and i can have an impact on the wider universe through this faction and you can do that with all of them in one playthrough sweet um so i thought that was a kind of a cool way to go about it they also said that companions can negotiate for you. So you can kind of be like, you know, if you know, you go up to a gate and the guard says, what are you doing here? You know, you're not, you can't be here. You can kind of be like, oh, ask him, you know, the companion, and they'll speak on your behalf. And that can be like good or bad, depending on who they are, the connections they have and how that works. And it can have oh, consequences and all that, which I thought was a quite cool. a neat way. Yeah. You, can, you can really role play an introvert now. Oh, let's go. It's me. Just not, just not ever talk. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it's good stuff. Let's go. Um, yeah, and and really, in its entirety, that it is. It's not by any means, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, like hearing him talk about. It, I was like, man, there really aren't many games like Bethesda games, are there? Like no. BGS games, like what, are, like games with like full of factions, and you know, you go through their whole storylines and NPCs. Like the closest thing we had is the you know Outer Worlds, but um, mm-hmm. that's kind of that was a while ago, and it was it's not on the same scope, obviously. You know, so I know. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on all of this? What are you feeling, man? 
yeah, it's just it's just more little tasty little tidbits, little information that just goes towards just the fact that this game I do think is gonna be it's gonna be very big. Um and and like you said, it's um you you, you don't get BGS games um very often and, and nothing really tries to to replicate them on the same sort of scale. Um, so I'm just really excited to just dive back into something like this, and 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 even just these small little tidbits, they they just get me excited for just what's to come, and and just how big this is, and even these little little things can make a big impact on just the overall game, in my opinion. Like just yeah, like um like factions and stuff like that are really really big in my eyes so it's it's cool that i can join as many as i want and it affects the world around me and it's not just like the typical start at the bottom you're at the top you know sort of thing oh my god the guy who was in charge ended up betraying you oh my god you kill him and now you're the leader (laughs) of the dark brotherhood you know it's it's not just the same shit Yeah. yeah so um yeah, no, it's, it's it's really exciting. Um, everything I hear about Starfield just puts a smile on my face and just makes me want it even more. So, yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, it, it, I hadn't thought about it actually. Like, you know, in that sense, like not not having that kind of angle of like climate, you know, it gives them a bit more flexibility in the storytelling they can actually do. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Rather than it just being like, um you know a power fantasy of like uh, now i'm the best fighter around now i'm the best vampire around now i'm the best politician around and it's just the, like, that's the best just what thief. It is. yeah yeah it's more that you're just a pivotal part in this galactic you know kind of story um so yeah yeah really exciting and i still and you know when they speak about things fucking little we actually know about the game I mean, yeah yeah exactly yeah they really <laughs> haven't there's so much still to be uncovered yeah for sure which is like a good thing because I, it's not it's not that they haven't shown us a good amount that the game looks so big and thorough that there's so much more to see and to show as as it goes with bg their own thing um you know and i, I really missed that like i was thinking about this the other day and this is podcast but as when I was playing God of War, I was like, there's like, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm going to keep saying that because I don't want any, like, anything explosive sent to my house. But, yeah. like, there's, like, very little, like, player expression. And I was like, as I got, like, cause I'm at, like, the 40 hour now, like, just under that. And I'm like, I'm just like, it's quite linear a lot of the time. And I'm like, I kind of miss, <laughs> like, doing my own, or, or, like, wandering off. I'm finding my own mm. thing. Doing this because I want to do it, not because it's the next thing to do. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah, know. Maybe you... Elden Ring, I guess, was the last thing, but I was about to say it's probably making you want to go back and play uh Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, there is a bit of that, but you know, of course like I BGS games are not all that similar. <laughs> yeah, there's very no. I think there's like surprisingly little overlap. Um but yeah exciting stuff definitely definitely all right tim it's the last story of the day and Let's it's go. it's horrible have you seen what go. it is uh i have seen what it is yeah 
Mm. I, know. I, I left it to last though. I... <laughs> Dog smacked. Yeah. I left it to last money at this point. It's a big <laughs> yeah, well there is that. So so this is this is the bit that so you know spoken about it but it was around microsoft offering playstation the right to put call of duty on ps plus surrounding the whole abk, ABK deal and this was an offer which I, uh, the ftc didn't even they, they declined to sit down with uh, microsoft about this remedy like like yeah, well, microsoft obviously that. have like a, a list of, of remedies and they're like well, we this, this and the ftc looked straight up were like no when we're not even going to hear you they they offer they made the offer and ftc were like no we're, we're taking this call don't know, dude. Don't know. Oh, <laughs> man. You guys are so bloodthirsty. I mean, uh, I mean uh, yeah, the, the angle here that everyone is political. Um, Lisa Khan, who's leading the FTC, um, kind of, I like kind of watch an interview with her, and she kind of feels that they need to, uh, they need to start having pushback against big tech. Um, like regardless if they lose the court battles they need to be providing a disincentive for big tech mergers to just happen on a whim it almost sounds like they're going into this knowing they're gonna lose the court fight like the court battle they're not even mm. hearing remedies they're just like no we're just gonna take to court so like there is like a political slant to this um mm. and uh, you know a lot of other figures have been like this is a weird strategy that the ftc are pulling um mm. So, you know, we'll see. It is it is different as well because like I think I think it's the EU and CMA, so you know, the UK's regulatory body as well. I'm pretty sure they've both said that they won't really consider behavioral remedies. So my understanding is that means, you know, uh it's like a conditional, you know, if, if X happens. But if this goes through, then we will commit to allowing this to happen. And for some reason, maybe there's a reason for that. You know, they won't really consider behavioral remedies. But nonetheless, FTC didn't want to hear it. I think it's kind of funny, considering that's a fucking excellent outcome for PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an excellent outcome for, like, for, for both parties. Like, a and bit. for gamers. Like, yeah, hello, gamers. what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, are we... Wasn't the whole point of this is to, like, <laughs> when they were, like, challenging it in the first place was to make sure the gamers gamers were not losing out gamers would not suffer as a result of this deal like yes wasn't that the entire reason right. this died <laughs> it was and then yeah, it was and then this comes to play that just benefits every fucking gamer on the planet like and even on switch everything just every single platform of gaming benefits from this and they're like still gonna take the court philly it's personal <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> And you know there is an argument to be made. Oh, didn't entertain it because um, they they want the deal killed. They don't want remedies. They want the deal killed. Um, and you know, Wakin says in the chat as well. You know, it, it, it's like yes, it would be better for us for sure. And you know, but PlayStation would have to. It's likely that they would be forking out money to be going on Game Pass. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. oh, you can have it on PlayStation yeah. Plus, but you've got to pay us like you know a billion. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah which obviously yeah, you know, playstation don't want to do that they don't want to siphoning their revenue that they were previously getting over to xbox they don't want to do that but i mean this is the benefit of having someone with who is committed to a subscription service model acquiring abk they're serious about the benefits of putting stuff on the sub service um mm-hmm. and yeah you're absolutely right tim yeah like this is one of those things where you start to question 
like the motive here <laughs> like what are we doing yeah. like is this not a good thing i don't i don't care if playstation have to pay 500 million to get it like everybody gets cod for you know for five percent of the price you know essentially it's a it's an undeniable good thing having stuff in a sub service as long as the sub service isn't scalping you for price which they're not so yeah what are we doing here and like there was there was a uh i think it was was it the C- no it was the eu no maybe it was the cma i think it was the cma so uh, you know over, over on our side of the pond uh they 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 had a i can't remember what they called it it was like a, a publishing opinion um, it's anonymous, though. Uh, it was like a, a ten-page report from an anonymous publisher about um, what they think on the ABK deal. We don't know who it was. It might have been Epic. A lot of people think seem to think maybe it was Epic, um, and they were very much in favour of acquisition. They were like, "There's really no reason for you to block this, especially considering the scenarios around the market with Xbox, the current benefits that." game pass are providing activision have already said that they're not going to put anything like if this deal didn't go through cod would never appear on a subscription service yeah Yeah. so that's already like a massive tangible benefit and that's not including xbox but cod on switch right we've spoken about that last Mm -hmm. week and steam you know that's not including that so like when you start to factor all of this in, I'm just, I'm, I'm really starting to like just scratch my head of like what like what are we doing here like what's the objective yeah i don't know like microsoft well, are like maybe... are clearly very willing to, to to meet in the middle and be like look you could we'll sign a contract you can you can you have it on your platform for 10 years and you can have it on but they just i don't know yeah it almost needs to be brought back to square one and you know some some text needs to be dug up back from when this all initially started um you know where they were all talking about just making sure that the gamers aren't getting screwed you know i feel like that just needs to be brought back up again and being like wasn't this the whole reason this started um you know i feel like it's turning into something else now um so yeah yeah. that's right yeah i just i really feel like it's the amount that microsoft is being asked to bend backwards to make this a friendly like when it already was it already was I think an outsider could kind of see that this was already a deal which was ultimately going to end up benefiting gamers unless, you know, unless a series of edge cases happened, which was like, it's just not Xbox's recent history, unless they were suddenly like, yeah, no, all exclusive now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we're cranking up, we're doubling Game Pass. Those were where things would have suddenly got worse. Uh, but that, that just isn't the history and, you know, they're, they're willing to make all these commitments. So it just doesn't, feel <laughs> like xbox are having to make fair compromises like the fact that they're making these off and not even being heard it just kind of is a bit weird to me so we'll see mm. i mean man just do what you gotta do you know yeah <laughs> take it to court by all means this is clearly the one this is clearly with big tech this one you know the video game company trying to get more video games definitely not any of the other things no they were fine this is the one yeah. i know it's what but it, it still annoys me yeah no no i completely agree yeah yeah that's especially when this just benefits so many people so it's just i don't know yeah it's it's a weird one but it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah yeah for sure and the smaller dendum on um, there are t- now two big um, 
union organizations, two of the largest union organizations in the USA, uh, the ACL, CIO, don't know what that stands for, and the CWA, that's a much better abbreviation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, together they have like, uh, there's like 14 million members between them, so big. They both support, both publicly support the Microsoft acquisition Blizzard merger, because of course the other side of this isn't just competition or protecting Sony's PlayStation's market dominance. <laughs> it's like the actual workers. The, you know, We all know part of the reason this deal seems to have even happened is because xbox saw an opportunity with how fucked blizzard has been with their own pr mm-hmm. and it's a good it, you know it's good optics it's like you know microsoft has been one of the uh voted as one of the best places to work like for years now that's mm-hmm. a good look when you're trying to get rid of one of the worst places to work with all the allegations yeah. You know, so of course, yeah. And Microsoft have, have pledged to remain neutral with unions. And there's we spoke about the unions last week with the QA testers, and then it happened at Raven Softworks. Um, and Microsoft said that they'll stay neutral with that. So mm-hmm. of course, like this, this is it's good. It's not just good for the consumers, it's good for the workers. It's gonna be a this is the thing, it's gonna be a really bad for regulators to to block it and just allow Blizzard to keep doing what they're doing. Of course, they're having internal Mm. uh you know really like shufflings but it's just a bad look it's a bad yeah exactly you know to say like yeah. no we're not going to be taken over by one of the, the best places in the world to work and um to get reshuffled and kick you know have more oversight essentially like no we're going to say no to that it's just it's just a bad look on the on the workers front yeah mm. uh yeah and i saw that as well joaquin says uh did you guys see the former FTC head called this lawsuit nutty? Yeah, he was the guy that successfully beat Microsoft in the 90s. It's a nutty approach. Yes, I did see that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah, kind of why men, like, it's, it, it kind of seems like it's definitely a different approach that they're taking. But like, like when I watched the interview with Lisa Khan, the current head of the FTC, she seemed to feel that there needs to be more disincentive than, like, you know, the FTC needs to get more involved, even if they lose. Um, yeah. so we'll see it will drag it out for longer and you know I think really whether the EU and the CMA come around it will at least a little bit hinge on the success that Microsoft have during the court case you know so mm. definitely ABK 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 <laughs> ABK something like <laughs> out of me <laughs> hmm <laughs> all right well we did it oh that's it um i think we came in just under the two hour mark yeah not so bad tim closing cool. thoughts on the show today closing a christmas message to listeners and viewers and all the friendos yeah that's probably one of the worst shows you've done to date um but <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> no, okay. uh no yeah no yeah it's been it's been good there was yeah, there's some good stuff to talk about um today you know halo on the uh on the verge of coming back and fuck fuck ABK, um, but yeah, yeah, no, some some interesting stuff, some controversial thoughts on ads. I think we both had different opinions on that, which was good, and hopefully we we'll see an event in January. So yeah, oh, good God, show, please. and uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone. We won't be seeing you next 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 year. I was about to say we won't be seeing you next week. 
um so have a very merry christmas uh we'll we'll catch we'll catch you guys on the sunday afterwards i don't know if that will be in the new year or not i don't think so well yeah i'm looking right now and it's actually it's new year's day we're gonna be able to do it we might just have to keep you posted yeah you might because i I don't know i like i tentatively think i'm available but like i Mm -hmm. i'm not sure so we might have to just keep you posted so if not the first if new year's on it'll be january the 8th yeah cool yeah sounds good um but yeah for christmas and we'll see you guys when the when the january xbox show happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah when it happens that's right i'm just manifest it i think we we had a good year the quick resume podcast had a good year i think 22 yeah yeah we got we went from like i think we went from like 10 to like 40 something subscribers this year so oh that's good i'm happy with that you know we're doing what we got a nice small growth is still growth We've done reaction videos, you know, with the whole like emoji, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, I think we got yeah, this year is that we got our proper like, uh, you know, the UI assets, not the UI, you know, what I mean the the asset um, on the fucking video, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job, everyone. We we got some more engagement. It's been a good year for the for the QRP, and uh, yeah, like Tim said, I hope you've uh, hope you have a good Christmas lined up, a good new lined up, and we will see you at the um at the January Xbox Showcase, for sure. Yeah, we'll be hosting it. Cool. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.